Good day, good people. It is me once again, uh, Chris from The World According to Chris, or The World According to Me, really. And uh, as a lot of you may know, or for our international listeners, uh, Women's Month is starting tomorrow, which is <coughs> August in South Africa. And we are going to be, uh, to, to kick off Women's Month, I'm going to be discussing something that's very important, very dear to my heart. And uh, that's that's exciting, especially in this time globally, uh, with movements like the Black Lives Matter, with um, with issues around colorism and feeling proud of your identity and who you are. So with that, I have a businesswoman, a supermom, and celebrated author Karen Tiernison. Uh, Hello. Hi, welcome to the world according to Chris Karen. Thank you so much for having me and hosting me on your show, Chris. Uh, it is only a pleasure. And, you know, we are here to discuss your debut book, your debut children's book, uh, that is called I Have Brown Skin and Curly Hair. Uh, and it, it, it is absolutely exciting. Um, and I just want to know, Karen, okay, you know, just let, let us introduce uh, again, people, if you've been living under a rock, if you haven't heard this book, because it's been on everywhere. It's been on TV, on radio, internet radio and everything. So, um, I just want uh, to you to tell us, Carmen, firstly, before we get into the content of the book, what was the inspiration behind the book? So I'm a mama for um, little girls, ranging from the ages of three to 10 years old. And, you know, they were really the inspiration for the book. So when my third one was born, my third little one, she was born and she was born very fair skinned. So she looked very different to her sisters mm. in terms of her skin tone. And there was a lot of commentary that came my way because of it. You know, people would make comments because, um, you know, and question why she looked so different. And uh, it was oftentimes very negative. It was from friends and family alike. And because of that, you know, I just thought if I don't own that narrative and tell my daughters about who they are yeah. and about why they look the way they look and give them their sense of identity, the world would. The world would imprint its negativity on them. It would imprint its negative view of why they look the way they look and whether or not that look was acceptable. And I decided very early on that I was going to own that narrative. And I did it through a, a, a book, through storytelling, which is such a, a wonderful and easy way to um, communicate with your kids and to teach them things. Yeah. That is fan, fan, fantastic. So um, you, you, you wrote the book and how did it get to be published? Uh, you know, and, and especially because a lot of my listeners um, write extensively, you know, and, 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 and they may want to break into the print media. You know, Chris, um, it was very difficult in, in the beginning. I always, I've always written. So I, I completely identify with people who write and who write their thoughts down um, and oftentimes who write for an audience. So I, I identify with those, that crowd of people. Becoming a published author is not an easy journey at all. So I mm. would write lots of children's books and children's stories and other stories, but it was only children's stories that I really submitted to publishing houses for publication. And many of them were rejected. And it's really like, sending your thoughts and your heart on this little piece of paper into yeah. this black hole, into space, and you come back and, and a response comes back a few weeks later, sometimes a few months later, and it's a negative response. 
and it's um, mm. and it's a generic response. So you don't really know what you've done wrong. Yeah. And that certainly was the case for me. And um, you know, it was really a milestone at some point in in 2000 and um yeah in two, when was it in 2018 it took about two years it was a milestone where i said you know what I'm, i need to get this book published i need to get it out there i need to get it done and then um yeah it was 2018 and it was before i turned 40 years old so i'm giving away my age but it was before i turned 40 <laughs> years old i said i need to have this book published and yeah. I'd written it for a long time. It took a long time to write this book because I grappled with a lot of the information in the book and the content of the book. And I really, you know, had a lot of internal conversations about it. But anyway, then what happened was I pushed through, got it out. And when I started looking for a, a publisher, I saw that Chikana had a pitch to publication and yeah. a pitch to publication is really, when you have an opportunity to pitch your book verbally in front of an audience of journalists and writers and publishers, and they can poke holes in it. And it's yeah. very nerve wracking. I was, you know, it's, it's like its own roller coaster, just that mm. process. But it's an what audition, a yeah. wonderful learning process. Yeah. You learn through so much. And then, because then you know what they want and you know what's wrong. And they're looking at it from a different point of view. You're looking at it from a very personal point of view because this is like a child that you've just had, you know? Yeah. And then they, they said that they were happy with the book. I mean, yeah, they poked the holes, but they also said they were, they would, they would give me this publication. And so the hunt then started for an illustrator and we, I was very pleased to have secured the, the illustrations um, from the esteemed artist, Charles Gibbons. I mean, Charles mm. has done amazing work over the years and he had agreed to do the book, but it had taken a long while to find the artist. And eventually when that process was done and eventually when the writing was edited and of course, when it was translated into the four languages, into, I mean, well, into the three languages, in, um, Afrikaans, Sisulu and Isikosa, then, Finally, um, it was published. So that had taken a long, long time. I, I always tell people it felt like a really long, difficult birth. And now... Yeah, it was your first baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was my first baby. And now the baby is, yeah. yeah. And um, the baby's doing very well. And, I, well, I'm hoping that uh, the baby will thrive and grow. Mm. Well, that is fantastic. I mean, from, from what I've seen, even on social media alone, is that it's, it's been growing. So uh, the, the inspiration behind the book came from a very, very personal place. But, you know, there's themes that are covered in the book that are very relevant to us as South Africans. I mean, uh, being coloreds, we come from very, very diverse and mixed heritage. And, uh, you, you know, but, but within the colored community specifically, I can speak a, a bit more clearly to that being, being from that community is that uh, there's a lot of discrimination on, on even siblings who look slightly different, who look darker, who maybe have um, a, a tighter or, or a curlier strand of hair. Um, and, and, and your book celebrates that, that, that we are all diverse. So did, did you have any idea that your book would touch the larger narrative um, and be so relevant to the country? I mean, I think I always had hoped that it would speak to people that came from 
um, a mixed race background. Yeah. Um, and I, I only spoke from a personal perspective and a colored perspective in the beginning. It's very relevant or apparent in the beginning of the book that this little girl is told by her father that she's colored. Mm. And then they go into the history of colored people. But the great feedback that I've received from so many people is that this book is a quintessential South African book. It's yeah. a South African story. It's mm. not a colored story because there are so many people, whether you are uh, black, whether you are white, whether you are English or Afrikaans, whether you are Indian, that so many of South Africa's people have got a mixed race background, even if they don't look like they're mixed, yes. you know, that there is something, that there is some mix in that background, a mixed masala because of the nature of South Africa and our history. Yeah. So it's been very well received from many different um, um, people across different racial lines and surpri not surprisingly, but even people with children that are adopted and they've adopted across a, a racial lines, um, they find that the book is so helpful to give their own children a sense of identity. Mm. And so for me, if those kinds of conversations are being sparked in all families, then I feel like the book has gone out to do what it was meant to do and it's achieved what it was meant to achieve. And that is to really begin to the discussion with very young children on diversity and yeah. lay a very important foundation before the harder conversations around, um, around diversity can be, uh, can be had. Yeah. Um, just in, in, in line with that, in, in terms of history, I attended a TED talk on uh, the sexual history of South Africa. And yeah, there, uh, even though we have all of these different race groups, we are truly, truly, truly a rainbow nation because I don't think that one single person as pure genetics, <laughs> you know. Um, everybody along the line has, has it, it, it is incredibly, incredibly mixed um, in our country. And it's so fantastic that your book um, holds a mirror up to everybody. And it, I don't want to say it forces people to confront, but um, it gently nudges them in the direction to be like, hey, we are all the same in that we are all incredibly different. Um, which I think is quite is quite refreshing, and so now back back to your home. I've seen the illustrations in the books as well, uh, and, and 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 some of the kids. I mean, they, they, there's a son in the book. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a son, but um, uh, how have your kids responded to to the to to the book and their mom being a writer? So they've responded in different ways, you know, because I've got very young kids. I mean, my three-year-old, she just understands the pictures, more or less. Mm -hmm. So she'll say, we don't have a brother, or that's not in our family, or where am I in the book, for example? <laughs> Shame. And then, um, and then I've got, you know, my, my older kids, you know, they begin to understand a little bit more. So my five-year-old understands that it doesn't matter how you look, and it doesn't matter what color skin you've got, that everyone must be treated with respect and with fairness. Yeah. And then, you know, a step up from that, my, um, my seven-year-old, she understands the nuances of it. You know, they're beginning to learn 
very, very briefly about, or, or very, very simplistically about apartheid, about uh, Nelson Mandela, you know. And so she's beginning to understand that there, there is such a thing as discrimination. She doesn't know the yes. word, um, but she understands the concept yeah. uh, of discrimination. And of course, my 10-year-old, understands more clearly the finer nuances because she's interested in not just the social aspect of South African history and mm. how we come to look the way we look and how we come to be at this point in time as a people, a South yeah. African people or as a family or as me, the individual, but she also can understand the genetics. So she's interested in the science part, the bloodlines, oh. you know? Yeah. And so, I feel like the book is layered in many different ways. And as children grow, I would like to think that the book is a book that children can grow with and mm. learn with and understand, get a deeper understanding of the concepts um, the more they grow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, that, <laughs> you, you, you know, uh, again, it's, it's, it's absolutely mind-blowing because w when you think of such... Um, I don't, I don't want to say a difficult topic, but it's, it's a very broad and very big topic, um, like, like race in our country. And, 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 and I'm just using a blanket term of race because it can be discrimination, it can be diversity. Uh, there, there, there's a lot of, um, I want to say, sub-topics under the main topic of race. And this book actually quite effortlessly introduces kids to that topic in, in, in a very, very gentle way, you know? Uh, it, it causes them to look at, at kids, you know? Like, like I can imagine them going to other kids in school saying, oh, so what do your siblings look like? What do your, what, what does your brother look yeah. like? What does your sister look like? You know, and then you, you start having the conversation and, and, and then people are starting to say like, oh, okay, well, my sister is very, very curly, eh? my other sister is very fair and starting to talk about mm -hmm. it and sort of embracing it. Um, yeah, I, I saw a talk of his called, uh, I think it was entitled Creating Your Own Narrative um, and, or, or Controlling Your Narrative, rather, and the narrative you want your kids to learn. And again, the, the term supermom does hold quite true to you because uh, a lot of parents don't think um, to, 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 to find sort of creative ways to bring this issue up um, with their kids. And, and as far as parents go, what is the feedback from the book been? Uh, you, you have touched on it briefly with, uh, with people who have adopted their kids, but um, yeah, just in, in, in general. So thank you for your kind words, Chris. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm a super mom yet, but I'm trying. You know, we, I think all moms try. Um, but it's hectic uh, at times parenting and it's hectic to navigate the world of race relations. So or of diversity as such, you know, whether that be on a language, whether it be on sort of the complexities of complexion in colored people, the complexities of complexion in, in whichever family you might be in, and um, whether it be on cultural lines, whatever those diverse diversity issues are. And so I've just found that it's been very well received by, by a lot of parents, um, who have given such a lot of uh, feedback. I've spoken with, with, with um, parents who are, you know, um, mixed race. Mm. <laughs> oh, That's just, one of the just kids hold there. on, Uncle Chris. Yeah, one of the kids are here. Mama, just hold on. Okay. 
Okay. Um, so I found that it's, it's very, it's been very, very um, positive. Uh, I've spoken with, with, with uh, parents who are in a mixed race relationship and they've got kids that are mixed race. They find that their children are very attached to the book, that it means a lot to them. Yeah. Um, of course, I've spoken about the adoptive, adopted kids and just to parents who see that their children do look different from one another and mm. they feel, wow, it's a resource to have a conversation about ancestry. It's a resource to have a conversation about genetics and it's a resource to talk about um, identity. I think that was very important. Another parent said to me that her sons are in, um, uh, her sons are colored and they are in, I'll use this as an example, a school where there are many, many um, white kids and um, she just said, you know, her little boy was asking why when he gets out of the water, is his hair straight? <laughs> and why yeah. when, he's, when, it's, when, when it dries up, it's all full of curls. And he needed to understand those kinds of issues. Mm. And why does his friend have only straight hair and when it's dry, it doesn't curl, for example. Mm. And she just said the book just helped her to navigate those questions. And the book helped her to unpack that and to explain that to, um, to her kids. And she just felt that the book allowed um, her son to have a stronger sense of identity. Because for me, I, I, I wrote the title, I Have Brown Skin and Curly Hair, because it's an announcement. I always imagine a little girl going into, the, into a room or anywhere else and just saying, this is me. I have brown skin and curly hair, and I have, and this is, and, and, and. But yeah. one of those fundamental things when a little person is little, when children are really small, is about how they look. And that's all wrapped up in their identity in the yeah. very beginning, um, before they be begin to build on bigger issues around identity, like their belief system, like their um, cultural system, like their religious system, whatever the case may be around mm. issues of identity. And so she just said, that it gave him a stronger sense of, you know, who he is as, as a person. Who am I? I have, I have brown skin and curly hair, or I have this and that, and I'm happy about yeah. it. And I, and I think uh, it's about building the sense that no matter what I look like, um, whether I've got brown skin and curly hair, whether I've got brown skin and straight hair like my one daughter has, whether mm. I've got fair skin and curly hair like another daughter has, yeah. Whatever it is that I am accepted, that I am loved, that this is something that I can be proud of. It's something that should be celebrated. And that mm. truly is, you know, the, the, what I would like to see built up in children. Um, the the self-acceptance, which will, I believe, when you can accept yourself as being different to other people, even different to siblings, different to, to, to members of society, that you can also more easily accept the difference of others. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I've been getting flashbacks of incidents that I've had in my life. Like, um, for example, somebody would tell me, oh, I spoke to you on the phone and I thought that you were white and given my, my, my name, Christopher the Brain. Uh, I, I, but now that I see you, um, I see that you're Indian. <laughs> you know? And <laughs> that's... That I've heard so many times in, in, in my life. And, and a book like this, I mean, if I had it growing up, my, my identity and who I was, because now I sort of own it. I, I, I actually enjoy it. That, what, what, what do they call me? Um, 
ethnically ambiguous, right? It, <laughs> is that is that now it gives me the freedom to be Chris because um, you, you you don't fully yeah. understand me or I don't fall in, in um, sort of into a space that you put me in, and and that even can can come in the context of your family as well. Is that in your nuclear family, my siblings look different to me, and that's sort of my superpower. You know, or we all different. Yes. That is what makes us so amazing. And yes, yeah. To 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 have a book like that is uh, uh, again. I think the, the, this is one of the kind of milestones that they will eventually see in um, in maybe another generation that will still be so relevant. The more people continue to mix, and 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 this is one of the stepping yeah. stones that help us to to start accepting people. And also, it inspires other writers to start questioning their content and how they can be more socially conscious. I know you may not have um, intended for your book to be, <laughs> to, 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 to touch people in that sort of way. Um, not, well, not directly sure. anyway, but um, I think it's, uh, I think it's absolutely fantastic. And uh, I love the fact that given my, 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 my listeners are so diverse, um, I've got everywhere from, from Trinidad and Tobago to Israel and everybody will be like, Hey, you know, this book got, got translated to Zulu, but yet it applies to my family as well. And this, so it's a quintessential South African story, but even this, the, the universe, is universality a word? I don't know, but it's now a word. The <laughs> universality of your book, right? <laughs> um, it, it, it's going to impact so many other people. And um, so, so on, 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 on all of that excitement, without giving away too much, because you know you've always got to leave them wanting more. What does the future of Carbon Tennyson hold? Uh, and I think, uh, especially in terms of writing, you know, because it looks like one of those things like you know, like a Stephen King book when you finish it. What is the writer going to do next? You know, uh, yeah. are there other projects in the in the pipeline? What can people look forward to? I I think that there are other projects in the pipeline. I'm working on uh, on a, on a few things, mm. Chris. But I you know. I feel like more needs to be done in this space yeah. of diversity. And so I'd like to write more into this space. And so I'm in concept phase at the moment and starting to write a few things. And to, to, to take it there, I think it is something that we owe to our children um, to, give them, to give them a strong foundation in, in this space so that it's easier for them to have those conversations with one another when they mm. grow up. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. So, um, Karen Jennison, aka Mumsy Boo, you can find her at, at Mumsy Boo on Instagram, Mumsy Boo on Facebook. Uh, I'll be putting up the link on my page as well. Please share the love, send the love, and more importantly, buy the book. Uh, the book is available at CNA and Exclusive Books, and hopefully, some more platforms soon. Thank you so much, Karen, uh, for, for being Thanks. a guest on the world according to Chris. Thank you so much for having me, um, Chris. It's been great to, to, to spend the afternoon or at least part of it with you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much, Ed. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.